0: momem rebe Salabarius. Cabra sante ricosla Shitelari relor rababosite momendria solah memendros la berium christorus luria Ashlehim. mondere beisu honderia sat Islahan. rababosite shikobare islahad yeah. momerebe yeah we are your priesthood we are your priesthood in the earth we administrate on your behalf on the altar of heaven between god and man and father god we thank you that as the priesthood, your blood starts with us your blood will cleanses us and it redeems we thank you father god that is that there is nothing in us that would disqualify us as your people as your priest would to stand in your stead and administrate on your behalf we thank you today that there is nothing in us that questions our credentials in the spirit that there is nothing in our soul that disqualifies us to speak on your behalf today in jesus, jesus name. In name and so we plead the blood of the, blood of the lamb jesus, the that speaks better jesus, things than the blood of abel according to hebrews 12 jesus, 24.
1: Jesus,
0: let it speak today in jesus name let it jesus, speak on behalf of the, the saints of for we yes. would fall
1: but because of your grace
0: we remain standing and father we thank you today in jesus name we commit this
1: service into
0: your hands today in every activity we commit it to you let jesus be glorified this afternoon let jesus
1: be glorified
0: i pray in this place today Come blood against every Jesus. interference of the enemy. The of
1: anything, that oh,
0: anything, anything that he would do to bring okay. about disorder, anything that he would do to oh, bring about chaos, anything that he would do to bring about discord, the
1: discord th- in,
0: the the in the spirit, we cancel it today. We declare that we are in the presence of the Lord. Let the voice of god arise
1: Blood
0: today from within this place in jesus name let the weak become strong let every dry place be watered
1: Let streams of living water begin to flow in jesus
0: name every dark place every dark place receive light we say let there be light let there be life in the name of jesus
1: in the name of jesus in the name of jesus
0: in the name of jesus
1: Jesus. we invite we
0: invite the fire of the holy ghost we invite the fire of the holy spirit that if the fire could fall upon the burning bush
1: if the fire of the Holy
0: Ghost could come upon a bending a bush in the desert, if the fire of God could come upon a bush, surely, surely it can come upon your redeemed,
1: it can come upon your redeemed,
0: washed in the blood, we seek nothing. Accept that which we have been preordained to do and to become in this dispensation in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus
1: every
0: young person every young person from the from the youngest in this place to the oldest person I pray, Father God, for the intervention. Let the Spirit of God brood upon us. Let it brood over us. Even as the Spirit of God brooded upon the
1: waters in the book of
0: Genesis, let the Spirit of God brood upon the inheritance of God
1: until something is born until
0: something is birthed until something issues out of the presence for the presence of the Lord gives birth to something the presence of the Lord gives birth
1: the presence of
0: God is never barren the presence of God is not barren it's not fruitless the presence of the living God is productive it is fruitful and we thank you Father in Jesus name that something shall be born today faith shall be born hope shall be born in Jesus name something divine something something of the supernatural shall be born in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirit,
1: even our physical
0: bodies, let something be born in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God's people said, Hallelujah. can see you properly
1: here.
0: Hallelujah. Now, as we wait for those who are still coming, Lunga, let's have a, a high tempo song have a high tempo song. Whichever song, I don't know what you did when you communicated in the group, but let's have a high tempo song. I'm going to hand over to you uh, for now. In Jesus' name, let's just have a some high tempo song. Amen. In Jesus' name. All right, you need Jesus' help. Amen. Let's go for it.
2: Oh,
1: Oh, <laughs>
3: morning we just want to lay down our lives father we want to bring a worship that is called our living bodies that are holy and acceptable to you father we want to lay down our lives and we ask that upon this altar burn anything that does not please you burn anything that does not look like you when every sound that does not uh, correspond with the sound from heaven,
2: Father, we
3: pray that you overshadow us. Even as we have come out of the feast of Tabernacles, we ask that you overshadow this place, my Father. And you come, Father, with your Spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, wash us and cleanse us. We lay down our bodies. Spirit and soul, Father, in this place, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Father God, that even the lifting up of our hands may be like the evening sacrifice, may be a sweet smell to you, O God. Father, we know that it does not take talent, it does not take a gift, but it takes holiness. It takes purity. It takes surrender. It takes a laid down life, my father. So we just want to lift. Can you lift up your hands where you are? And just allow the Lord. Tell the Lord that you are laying down yourself. You are the worship. You are the sacrifice. You are the offering. Tell the father right now. Father, I am the offering father i am the sacrifice those who are connected to us on zoom tell father that you i am lord i am the sacrifice and i pray god that this sacrifice that you are looking at may be acceptable to you may it be holy father we don't want to be goats but we want to be sheep on your altar We don't want to make strange noises, but we want to be, to submit to the shepherd. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we'll just sing one more song of worship. And I pray, Bazalwan, engage with heaven this morning. Don't let, don't allow yourself to be distracted. Engage heaven this morning. Engage heaven this morning. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that even as we lay down our lives, we are joining in with the sacrifices of the martyrs. We are joining in with the sacrifices of sheep and bulls and goats that were laid as a memorial before you in Israel my father in your tabernacles father we are laying down and we are adding on to the sound from the earth we are adding on your voice is a sound from the earth Jesus
0: Amen. a Amen. One of my mom Bless you. Amen. One of Amen. Amen corner which I can't go through, but uh, we welcome all the saints joining us zoom. I don't know if there's anyone on Facebook, but we want to welcome all of you. There are alright. Um, I don't have access to the names, but all of you joining us from where you are joining us, we want to welcome you names Angela A Kingdom Embassy. The house. Amen. today we are starting a new series on uh, the great comm- commission the great commission out to the great commission everything we are going to do from now until the end of the year will be focused on that uh, on uh, the great commission the great commission has got four elements in it uh, four elements in it so we're going to try and focus on each one uh, every week uh, until we are done, but today I just want to give you a as a foundation of what that is about, Amen. As we do, I also want to announce that on the seventeenth of uh, October, this coming Saturday, we are meeting. Now, Mom Keliza is cooking Wam shab. so by Wednesday, I needed to confirm who is coming because she told me specific numbers and I gave you specific numbers and she told me which, uh, how much per head. So I need to give her a confirmation by Wednesday so that she can begin to prepare accordingly. So Wednesday, I need you to give me the two people that you are uh, coming with on Saturday hopefully by the end of today you will understand why we need to do that um so we that's the whole drive from now until the end of the year amen Oh, mama u mfundisi chilise uthi unamas tatters la baso what is what is manje ngobhoko before siphume uma ephasa we're totally tender it tender yakhe tender no interviews amen Hopefully, she, of course, she cooks very well. But uh, want to thank, I want to thank our, um, our young people who started today. They even had time. I want I wanted to be very gracious. I love them dearly. Long, is in charge. They will have time. She, he told me during the week that, Baba, we can't get together. We're trying to get together. We just we can't. Uh, so just go for it anyway. But I told them to come anyway. So I want to know that we appreciate you, and we are going to be great. Trust me, you will. I know you will. Trust me, you will. Amen. And I want to thank the band, uh, this young man. Thank you so much for, for what you're doing. All right. Let us begin, uh, family. Uh, now, Father, we thank you again today as we have gathered. Kulenda, we thank you that... In ngati is to be the middle that Israel is really and uh, in the team have called us, it is incumbent upon us to walk in the calling according to the calling that we have received as your people. And you are not calling us to be religious. Uh, People who just go to church on Sunday, we are beginning to open our eyes to understand that they are greater things. E-Gazlika Jesus was not shared just for people to go to church on Sunday, but for us to be impactful in the earth realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember that we had said beginning of um, this year, we, are, we want to grow closer, want to grow deeper, want to grow wider. Amen. Growing deeper has to do with the word and everything that we teach as Kingdom Embassy House. When we get together to minister the word, whether it's via Zoom midweek or on Sundays, anytime it is to enable the saints to grow deeper in god there is a dimension of growing wider growing wider has to do with numeric growth it is to do with expansion with kingdom expansion uh, which is what we are addressing today and there is also growing closer which means that as uh, we are not called to lead a crowd um, we are called to lead a family. A family is accountable. Members of the family are accountable to one another and to leadership, eventually to the Lord. The problem with the big churches, uh, with a whole lot of crowds, is that people are not uh, accountable. They just come and just become part of the crowd, and you go back to your flat, apartment, or house, but you are not accountable to anybody. The Lord God has called us to be a house. House has a connotation of uh, having parents and it's a family. Children, there's a culture that is prevalent there. And there is accountability. Amen. The big problem with churches, there's a a difference between uh, growing and swelling. Uh, Organic growth takes time. It's genuine. Build layer upon layer. Swelling often happens when somewhere, and there's a swell. Not every church that is filling up in the auditoriums has grown. It has swollen churches. Why there's a swelling is because there is a somewhere. With regards to doctrine, if you play around with doctrine and you preach certain things in a certain way, it has a tendency of attracting people. To the church but if you minister the word of god which is organic growth it has a tendency of pushing people out of your church but you must remain faithful because you are building takes time to lay foundation that is what you and i have been called into say amen the great uh, commission what a, an amazing subject to be part of now as we begin Nam namhlanje uh, I want you to know today, something that God is saying to us as the church in, the, in 2020, something that he wouldn't have said in a church people who lived 3,000 years ago, uh, the Jewish people, Hebrews, what God is demanding of us in 2020 and beyond, Amen. There are seven dispensations in the Bible. We are ministering this as we lay foundation for the Great Commission. It is dangerous to uh, minister on the Great Commission in isolation, because you will begin to look at it as just another program uh, in the church. If you understand the Great Commission from this perspective, you, from when, when I leave here, when you leave here, you will have a wider, broader understanding of what is required of us. There are seven dispensations, auto-dispensations in the Bible with specific people, specific people born in each dispensation for specific reasons in those dispensations. The fact that you and I were born in this particular one, it is because God knows that he, he has wired you in a certain way that speaks to the needs of the dispensation in which you are born. When we are judged, we will account for that which we were supposed to do in our specific dispensation. You are not accountable for a, the third dispensation, which I'm going to go through quickly with you. You and I will account On the basis of that which we were supposed to do in the earth, in our specific dispensation, outed dispensation. So if we discuss the Great Commission, we must have these dispensations in mind. Because without that understanding, there is a a danger in terms of us not having full scope of that which is in the heart of the Father. Amen. So there is a uniqueness to our dispensation. And we are a generation of people that the Lord says, you go. He didn't tell any other dispensation that. He didn't tell David that. He didn't tell Aaron. he only told people found in a particular time period. says, "You, this particular generation and group of people, you are called to go. You are meant to go and make disciples of all nations. So we will then account based on that which he decreed upon us, Amen. Another thing I want you to understand as we lay foundation this morning, this lot is supposed to be on. As we lay foundation this morning is to, for you to understand, we, we are coming in 2020, we are characters in the story that is ongoing, which the Lord God started writing from the book of Genesis. Uh, in the first dispensation. So we happen to be participants in the story. We are not an isolated generation. We are part of a chapter, the last chapters of the book that God is writing. We appear there, and our chapter has a title, and we must be faithful to that which the script says we must do for the book that heaven has always been writing to end well. If we do not do that, if we do not play our part, and we don't participate to the extent that the Lord God wants us to, it will affect the plot. It will affect that which heaven has preordained for the nations of the world. So this particular generation we we'll ma- must understand every commission that's given. That is not given as a church program or an activity or a church, our church's vision. It is part of that which must be done so that the entire story looks exactly like heaven has preordained for it. If we fall short in our role, something is going to happen and it's not gonna turn out the way that the lord god had always wanted for things to happen so there is a need for us to understand this is why i have to i had to start this way the word dispensation of dispensation beautiful way oikonomia it means economy auto economy economy. Now, gama is Kulumangalola. It has two meanings. Now, as I keep going, keep the Great Commission in mind, because we need to slot it properly so that we understand the bigger scheme of things. Now, the word can have two meanings. First, when the word uh, is used referring to a person in authority, that word is used, a dispensation. Number two, when the text refers to the person under authority. So the word dispensation is used in two ways. When the text makes reference to someone in authority, or when the text makes reference to someone under authority. Amen. Amen. So, when the Bible speaks from the viewpoint of the person in authority, dispensation means a plan, out of plan, or a plan of management. From the viewpoint of one under authority, dispensation means task or responsibility, or task, out responsibility. Now, in the New Testament, it often appears as stewardship. It's a time period given Uh, to men, to steward certain things for God, on God's behalf. Specific people are born within a specific time period, called a timeline. Those people are wired in a certain way, and they are meant to fulfill that which God wants to see done within that particular time period. So if you define it, After having had all what I've said, dispensation is a specific period in God's relationship with man in which God has the specific plan which must be executed by those alive in that period, which is their task, out their task. Now, let me quickly go through the seven dispensations in the Bible. When I am done, we will then discuss the the first part of the great commission, which is where the Lord says, all authority has been given to me both in heaven and on earth. For he prefaces the commission with those words. There's a reason for that. And then next week we'll go into other elements of the great commission. Now, the first dispensation was the dispensation of innocence. Out of the dispensation of innocence. This is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 to Genesis three nineteen. This one is the period from the creation of man to the fall of Adam. It was the dispensation of innocence. Our first estate. Right there. That particular dispensation had a particular culture and expectations. There was a particular plan there. The second dispensation is the dispensation of conscience, or the conscience. Now, during this time, humanity became wicked. After the fall of man, uh, the Bible literally, every intention of the thoughts of a man. Was evil. Every intention of the thoughts of his heart became evil continually. And the Bible says God regretted that he had made man. It was also during this dispensation when the fallen angels came down from a mountain and had relations with the sons of God and they gave birth to the Nephilim or the giants. The mighty giants who lived at the time, the dispensation of conscience had its own things going. Specific people born there with a specific mandate. No one there was baptized. No one there spoke in other tongues. No one there cast out any devils. It was a specific dispensation meant to fulfill a particular mandate. For heaven. The third dispensation, the dispensation of human government. Out of human government. It began after the flood. It was in that dispensation when God established uh, capital punishment. It was for a specific reason why that was done. Given the circumstances prevalent at the time. It was also during this period where there was the rise of a man called Nimrod and the building of the Tower of Babel. Government of men. It was a dispensation. How do dispensation? Before the fourth dispensation, the dispensation of promise. It's when God calls Abraham. Uh, calls Abraham in Genesis 12. It is also in this dispensation when we read about the lives of the patriarchs. Isaac, Jacob, and all of them. The children of Israel in Egypt. All of these fall under this dispensation. In this period, Abraham's descendants waited for the promise that had been given. I don't know who is running this because sometimes I go this way and it has to capture me for those who are on Zoom. Because if I go this way and it's straight... Then I'm kind of out out of the short. And so it is the dispensation of promise. So in this particular dispensation, uh, God would make them a great nation and give them their own land. It was during this period, waited for the promise. The fifth dispensation, the dispensation of law, out dispensation of law, this one lasted for 1,500 years, beginning with the Exodus, the moving out of the children of Israel from bondage, ending with the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was a period in which God outlined the standard of perfection for his people. That's where we find the Ten Commandments. It says, You will be a nation amongst nations. You will be my priesthood. Uh, It was also in this period where instructions about the temple, temple worship, and sacrifices is found. God is separating his people, a nation, amongst the nations of the world to make them distinct, to set them apart. The dispensation of law. This also is a dispensation of, of priests and kings, prophets. This particular dispensation. Certain things happened in this dispensation which God would not uh, make you accountable for in your particular dispensation. The demands made upon them are different from the demands made on us. What God expected of them is totally different from what God expects of you and I. That particular time period, they would be in the synagogues, and they were comfortable with them. There is no Jew who would go into the streets to do certain things because they were not even supposed to interact with Gentiles. It was a dispensation that allowed for them to do that. If they had gone out into the streets, they would have been working out of outside dispensation. God expected them to abide by all the param- function within the parameters of the dispensation. And do all that you are expected to do within that which God wants. Don't go an age uh, 10, 10, 10 generations into the future. Do what you are expected to do today. And be faithful with that which I have given you. Of course, I can always launch you into the future prophetically. But what's the point of being in the future, yet you are not faithful with what you're supposed to do in the present? So it was dispensation of law. The sixth dispensation is called the dispensation of grace. of the dispensation of grace, it is also called the church age. It started at the resurrection of Christ and continues today. You and I live in this particular dispensation. It is the dispensation of the new covenant through the blood of Jesus. It is the period of the Holy Spirit of God who indwells those who believe in the Son of God. We live in this particular dispensation. Say amen. Now what makes this particular dispensation so unique? It's these things which four of them I'm going to list shortly. They make our dispensation unique from any other dispensation that has come before us. Because it is in this dispensation where the rapture of the church is going to happen. So the demand on you and me to do certain things with speed. There is a sense of agency from heaven. Which did not exist in other dispensations before us. Because they did not live in dispensations where the rapture was going to take place. They had no burden for souls. Because within that dispensation, in heaven, it was not set up that way. Rapture was reserved for a particular time period into the future. You and I happen to live in that dispensation. It's called the dispensation of grace or dispensation of grace. The rapture of the church is one. First Thessalonians 4. That's the f- next thing that's going to happen. Because the rapture is imminent, that's why the church must be mobilized, outmobilized, more than ever before to do what no other dispensation has done. That's why you had Reinhard Bonkers. That's why you had all the evangelists evangelizing Africa. That's why you had all these mass crusades and they still continue today. Because there is a a level of responsibility that is attached to this particular dispensation. This is why in this particular period, there has been a restoration of things that had been uh, allowed to die before. Now, number two in this dispensation, after the rapture, fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy. Now, those of you, we will discuss these things going forward. There's something in the Bible called the seven week, 70 weeks of Daniel. If you don't know what that means yet, don't worry. We will, we will attend to that sometime in the future. All that will be fulfilled in this dispensation, the great tribulation, or the great tribulation will take place within this dispensation. What is the great tribulation? God's judgment upon those on the earth. They will go through much torment, much pain. After the church had been taken to be with the Lord in heaven, what will remain in the earth will be chaos and catastrophe. Now, everything God is telling us to do now, he has that in mind. Because of the demands of this dispensation. This is why we are pushed. This is why Jesus. Before he ascended to be with the father. He leaves them a commission. Because he had a full picture of what the dispensation would have. And would require. Number four. There will be the battle of Armageddon. Which is the final war between Christ's armies and demonic forces. That is in the future. Yes, Lord. So sweet. So this particular dispensation has all these things going. I'm going to come back to it. Let me just give you the last one. Now, I hope you understand the context within which the Great Commission is being given to the disciples. Because Jesus has in his mind all these things lined up which must take place and he wants the church to go out so that by the time rapture happens in terms of the balance of forces in the spirit, there are more people going to heaven and less people going to hell. That's why Reinhard Bonnke used to say, we populate heaven and we plunder hell. Because they had it in mind that The Lord God wants the church to be vibrant, to be mobilized around the harvest of souls. Because the time in which we live demands that we move with speed before all these things take place. Say hallelujah. The seventh dispensation in the Bible is called the millennial kingdom of Christ, millennial reign. Millennial from the word millennium, which means 1,000. This particular uh, dispensation speaks about uh, it's 1,000 years of reign of Christ on earth. The Lord Jesus will come, will spend seven years. I don't know if you understand the, these things about, about Bible prophecy. It's called eschatology. We'll spend, after the rapture, we don't get to live in heaven forever. We'll spend seven years in heaven. All this thing about the wedding, supper, and the marriage, and everything else, and the feast happens within the seven years. Whilst we are in heaven, during the seven years, there's chaos in the earth. Amen. Now, after that period, it's One thousand year reign of Christ as King in Jerusalem physically. We will when we talk about the second coming. It's not rapture. Rapture comes first. The second coming of Jesus is Jesus coming with us, looking at the earth this way. So when they cast him, we are he is surrounded by the saints and the angelic host. And all those who lived in all dispensations past. Now, in this particular dispensation, it will begin with the defeat of Satan in Revelation 20 and 1,000 years of total peace and prosperity on earth. I want you to know, everybody listening to me this morning. These shall happen. Fortunately, the things of the spirit, they don't need your endorsement or my endorsement for them to happen. They remain true with or without yours and my approval. So these shall happen because heaven has decreed so. Say hallelujah. In this particular dispensation, people will follow the enemy, oh, after a thousand years, Lunga, uh, the devil will be released from prison for a time. He will be released to deceive nations just for a little while. Again, after they had been defeated in the battle of Armageddon, and then it gets locked up in Revelation 20:10. Amen. Then there will be final judgment. This is the whole dispensation. There will be final judgment. The old heaven and earth will be destroyed. Satan will be thrown in the lake of fire. Uh, This will begin now a new heaven and a new earth. The beginning of Christ's eternal kingdom. Amen. It is at this time that the Bible says he will
2: wipe away
0: every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall be there mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So if we talk about the Great Commission without understanding these dispensations, we will treat it as a mere vision of the church. Not understanding the broader of where the Great Commission fits in, in the bigger agenda of God. If you understand where the Great Commission fits in with all these things in mind, you, you appreciate the fact that you can't just have a, a soul winning as just something on a particular date. It has to be our lifestyle. Every believer is being saved, is called upon, invited by God to be a partner with him. In rescuing a generation from hell, from spending eternity in hell. When the trumpet sounds and we are caught up with the Lord. The people that you call friends today must be caught up with us. Together with him. Members of our family. My wife is always worried about members of our family. Her side of the family and my side of the family. As recent as yesterday, if I'm not, she was just sitting randomly, just calling their names out. So we must be preoccupied, out preoccupied with souls. This particular responsibility falls within our dispensation. So God is calling upon each and every one of us To arise and begin to understand his heart. So, you and I live in the period of grace. And I want you to understand that soon the church will be taken up. And then there'll be great tribulation. The responsibility is to preach the gospel, to bring people into the kingdom. Bring people into the, not because I feel like it. My personality has got nothing to do with it. It is a mandate. It is, heaven is, is, is just so bent on. This issue of nations of the earth being saved, being rescued. Now, God cannot come physically. He has kept and reserved a remnant in the earth. He has washed them with the blood of his son. He has given them a spirit of faith. Put the Holy Ghost upon them. And he counts on their obedience. He counts on them obeying and knowing the the intentions of his heart. Not only just being preoccupied with their needs, but to understand times and seasons like the sons of Issachar. Who knew the times in which they lived. And they knew. They always had a look at the clock. Spiritually speaking. They knew when they were running out of time. And they had to move with speed. They understood times and seasons. Or times and seasons. As God's people. We must be aware of the time in which we live. And God expects us to respond accordingly. I've told you time and time again that one of the strategies, modest operandi of the enemy is to get you to be inward looking through hitting you so hard. Because as long as you are inward focused, as long as he hits you, financially he hits you with sickness and disease. He hits you all the time. You have got no time to look out there for souls, for harvest, because you are busy trying to survive. You are busy trying to make it yourself. That is the strategy of the enemy for the end times church. So if you thought that he was going to let up and let you just enjoy life, I've got news for you. The enemy will always be coming. The old enemy wants to hit you so hard. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is why the church of God must be on fire. This is why you cannot afford not to have a prayer life. That is why you cannot afford to go on a fast from time to time. Why? Because if we are to stay relevant, not just religious... We must be tuned, we must be aligned with the heartbeats of the Father. We must know what He is requiring in this particular season and period. Say hallelujah. Say amen. I hope you are, you are listening to me this morning. Family, if you are, just wave your hand at me. I want to say that you are not sleeping on me. Amen. So Jesus then, family, before He ascended to be with the Father. Knowing that this particular dispensation will have a lot happening, he commissions his disciples. He says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And look, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. You found that scripture in Matthew 28. There's four things there which I'm going to attend to next week. It says, go, it says, make disciples, baptize them, and it says, teach them. All right. Now, before the rapture happens, get this one and just get it for me in Jesus' name. One of our desires, my wife and I, is to raise sons and daughters who are sober-minded, people who know the heart of the Father, who understand the times and season in which they live, and how to respond. Amen. So before the rapture happens, before the great tribulation. Before the judgment day, he says, "I want you to go. I want you to go. I want you to go and make disciples." All these people got to make money, dispensations and money. They didn't have all this responsibility. Now, all Joshua and all of them, all these prophets. There is no decree like this that was ever made. It did not apply to them. It applies specifically to us. So they will not account for this. This commission is ours. Ouch, this commission is mine. And I will be
2: judged based on my response to it.
0: Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If you and I do not go, people will die and go to hell. This is why we must understand how, what church is. See, all the departments in the church, amen, all the departments. Because if you are here, you must understand that you are not called. See, your calling, number one, is to be transformed into the image of the Son. Amen. And then the next thing after that is for us to do what is in his heart. We may assist with the program of the church with everything that we do here. It's ushering and every other thing that we do to ensure that we have a great service. But I want you to know that you are accountable for things greater than what happens on Sunday. Because I don't want you to live the rest of your Christian life only being preoccupied with what you do in a building amongst Christians. Which is one of the easiest things to do. It's very easy to do what we do. It's very easy. This is why I said to you before, even what I'm doing now here. People do this. People speak, people go for lessons on communication. The first three, about three minutes, this is what you're supposed to do when you speak to people. They understand the literature and text. There's characters, there's moral of the story, and they are vibrant, they are charismatic, they make you jump. There are people who are are able to sing. There are people who who play jazz, Lunga. It's got nothing to do with God. We can bring somebody from the street and offer them an amount of money. Nikki can get them anytime for me. He's got this pen that plays well. They don't care about Jesus. I'm trying to prove to you that what we do in church may not necessarily contribute towards the bigger agenda of what God wants to see done. I'll get Nikki to come and just get, get a bass player for me, get a jazz pianist. They play. Whatever you sing, they can just join and just play. They are good. When they, they are called hirelings, they just so just, they can get paid. But their heart is not connected. They don't care what God wants. It's so not their business. Their business is their tummy. So, what we must guard against, all of us, is to be busy in the churches, yet not being busy with the mandate, the things which touch the heart of the father when he sits in heaven. He wouldn't be bothered with they are singing of key or not singing of key. He wants to see if we are preaching the gospel, if the, if the sinners are getting saved. He wants to see if hell is being depopulated. He wants to see that when I leave church on Sunday and I go and in, interact with the word, the, I am pouring out to Jesus That's what God wants to say. Say amen. Because if you are going to think that because all your Sunday boxes are ticked. And everything is fine. You will find yourself in a serious problem on the day when you stand before the Christ. Because everything that you do, which I love for you to do. Because you make the church look good. When worship is professionally done. When the ushers look great and the worship, the worship team, they look great. And they've got their uniforms, which you're going to get for them. And you guys, you just participate. When somebody sings there, you stand up and you participate. That's for church. It makes the church look right. When I have a guest speaker coming on Sunday and they see you like that. After church, they say, Kabasha, you are so, your protocols. They, they've got this language. Your, your, your hospitality is amazing. I'm like, oh, thank you, sir. Your worship team, they are so amazing. Those uh, young people are so skilled. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, they work so hard, and we pray for them. And they touch on other elements in the church, your media. You know, when I asked for Genesis 3, within three seconds, the thing was up on the screen. That's what we talk about with pastors. So all that is, is, is management. It's Sunday management. But if I step out of the church, that's where church begins. That's what Jesus wants to see. That as soon as I step outside of the four walls of the church, I impact society for his glory. Say hallelujah. Am I preaching strange things to your family (laughs) If we do not do what is primary and we focus too much on what is secondary, the enemy will win. Because the enemy knows what is primary. What? Nonfondo. What type of churches Christians, I beg your pardon are ministries releasing the breed, the caliber of Christians? Must God do a an audit of the caliber of Christians that ministries are releasing? Are we are we preaching the gospel that gets people to be wanting to be with Jesus Monday to Saturday, or are we preaching the gospel that make people fall in love with the with the externals? I love the acorn. I love the lights. I'm a lights person, by the way. I love media. Because I'm a drama person. I love drama in the church and dance and music. But are we so physical to the extent that we have lost the point? Jesus said, I want my church back. Let my people know primary issues. That which is primary, that which is in my heart for the nations of the world and that must be done. Say hallelujah. So, but when I wanted to know which without you, Jesus, we are doomed. Did you know that evangelism is part of nation building? Do you know that evangelism is being patriotic? We'll explain those things some other time. Because when the church is kingdom-minded, the church makes sense even to a politician. The concept of church, if we do it right, it makes sense even to a politician who doesn't even come to church. Because they realize that with that church in that particular location, there was, in terms of statistics, crime used to be at this level when this church was launched and planted there because of what they do and because of what they preach the rate the 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 the, the level of crime dropped because as the church we receive from society broken people we receive thieves we receive rapists We receive murderers and we preach the gospel and we release back into society, fruitful and productive servants of government who go to home affairs and they leave at four and they give in enough work worthy of the salary. they And that's what we're releasing. That's what we give back to the country, to the nation. If we do church properly, and we preach the right message we release into we give South Africa faithful people who don't steal from the coffers of the people if you are given a budget to take care of I will ensure that I will do even more because I have I, my culture is different I work according to kingdom culture not according to the culture of the politicians that's kingdom, not a kingdom. If the church is right and ju- not religious, we receive from the world people who are hating, people who are frustrated, people who are depressed, and we release back into society healed people who can say to their own kids, I love you. A man who has never hugged his own son. When the power of the Holy Ghost come upon them and the word of God changes them, he's able to bring him close and hide him and tell you, I love you, son. Under the word, it does that. We are not, not just a religious entity. We are not just an institution. That's meant to meet on Sundays and just do religious things. God looks upon the church to change society, how to change society. Nurse family, we must preach the gospel because 33 million abortions have been done worldwide already in 2020. 33! And the Democratic Party in the States that's led now by Joe Biden, they are they are for late abortions. In other words, in Ghana, it's it's in their late stages, they can still be aborted. Over 21,000 murders in South Africa so far this year, according to statistics. I will advise you Zawana, to uh, read the news, watch the news. The news give you a kind of a cross-section of the soul of a nation. When you listen to the news and you watch the news, you get to understand what is plaguing the nation. Don't stick your head into the sky and you don't know because you won't won't have any idea what to pray for. The gospel must be preached. Four out of every ten marriages end in divorce. But if I have Jesus in me and there's something happening between my wife and I, I submit to him, he tells me die. And I tell him, but I died yesterday. When is she dying? It's her turn to die today. Says no, you die. Some turn of dying. I want to see her die and scream. I want to see her say, I'm sorry, but when I call this that's what I call, and she doesn't do it, and God says, No. That means the fact that you are still thinking that way, there is something like when are you when only the word of God does that to amen. Is sweet out easy sweet changes a person, and they have a mindset here zuluing to sweet. The Lord God wants the gospel preached. Did you know that South Africa is ranked number five? We are heavy drinkers. South Africa. Swaziland, I think it's number four. top 20. I think there are five African nations. Satan didn't join one in and But when Jesus is preached, he changes the hearts of men and women and then they have a different worldview. view. There are more kids born out of wedlock today than they were 10 years ago. Are you with me, family? Did you know that humanity is increasing with speed? Currently, there are 7.8 billion people alive in the earth. Projections are this 2050 there'll be 9.9 billion people alive. Humanity is growing with speed. But humanness is decreasing with speed. Let me repeat that. Humanity is increasing globally with tremendous speed. But humanness is dropping drastically. Because there's a difference between humanity. Humanity are people. Humanness is the condition of being human. As much as we are spreading and filling all the continents, but our state, our condition is, is go- we are degenerating as people. Umuntu pila Nam is is not like people who lived generations past. A man alive today is different from a man who lived about 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. And what contributes to this dwindling of EEE, of our ethical and moral fiber. Number one, cultures of nations are contributing. Something called secular culture. There's something called um corporate culture at work. There's something called ethnic culture. All these cultures are not, this is why you need kingdom culture. Academic curricula. Contributing. We are not what God created us to be with all the education you become an einstein in your head but a frankenstein in your heart this is why a professor can rape a three-year-old kid with all the education because we are growing intellectually but our hearts are hard and cold because there is no jesus in there we need god how do we need God? We need Jesus. What's the angel if we don't preach to them? is 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 in a big serious problem without the so called Christians doing what they were supposed to do. The world is at our mercy. Say hallelujah. All these things, even even the arts, the arts, the music, Hollywood, when you talk about their contribution to making us more human, they are degenerating who we are. And they are sponsored well so that that happens at a speed. The word is in a serious problem. Tehran, Teron. Oh, adopting Anne, And she refuses to assign gender. Says no, you will be whatever you want. In the States. I'm a toilet corner. There's another gender thing. It makes I don't fanwak, not to not wako. Hey Umfa now tealing a little language. Oh my friend, sometimes you went to my son. I'm sang, them jaskes or not in general. I'm gonna in your daughter's toilet, it's calling. And they want to endorse that. The world is in a serious, serious, serious predicament, my Understand that what we are doing is not just religion. We need to preach the gospel. Because it is the word of God that converts the soul. He is sweet. Hallelujah. You know, last week, one. last week. A politician, I think last week or two weeks ago, a politician was accused of allegedly raping his own biological twins. That's That's who we are becoming. Without Jesus, Tina, as we are busy celebrating in churches and jumping and having what we call revivals, there is no revival that does not impact society. True evidence of a revival is when thousands upon thousands of people come into the kingdom of God. Streets are shut, businesses are closed. When God has descended upon a city, that's what you and I should pray for and refuse to be an average church. People who come to church on Sunday just sing a few songs, give an offering and go home. That will not change anything. Say hallelujah. 27 August in 2019, this 57-year-old man from Cape Town accused of raping a one-year-old daughter of his neighbor. That's a man. Jesus. You see... The hard way, if I can speak computer language, just flow with me. I'll grade commission. Hmm. Hmm. Understand things in context, understand that we are in desperate times. We can't just preach a hey, sermon. That's nice. That's nice presentation. No, you must be moved to go at speed because you understand what's going on in the world. You see the the hardware is still the same how we look as people but the software inside is corrupt how do you know i'm going to mention the word virus because human beings have a spiritual virus we are we are not the people we were created to be bazalwan the software has been met, the operating system is messed up. We need Jesus. The blood of Yeshua HaMashiach is the antivirus that we need. The word of God gives us a system upgrade in him. I begin to think in a certain way. I begin to do life. I have a different world view. As long as the anti the virus before the auntie before the until the virus is attended to through the power of the blood of Jesus and was we Caesar because I am programmed to respond to circumstances and situations in a particular way no matter how hard you try until the software in you is dealt with You will think the way you do. When you see a young woman walking around the short skirt, your mind responds in a certain way. Sin has programmed us to respond that way until Jesus, until the word of God is poured out into us. And we begin to have a different outlook. we need to preach the gospel they are virused ones anti-virused. the earth is filled with virused people when you look at the world and you see the mess you see the chaos you see the devastation you must understand that there is done and uh, perpetuated by the virus, ones there is a spiritual virus that makes a man to rape a little baby. Until that thing is dealt with, and oh God, I will pray in Jesus' name that your people shall be mobilized so that when we minister your word, a potential rapist shall be transformed and be a worshipper. And and be a great man and woman of God who adds value to society and to your kingdom. I want you to understand the gospel in a different way, Mamutanda. It's not just church. This is why I said to you in the beginning, evangelism has got something to do with nation building. We are contributing to the restoration of what he called African renaissance. He said that in the natural sense, but a true renaissance, or a renewal, or a rebirthing. When a nation is reborn, there is no rebirthing of a nation without the word, without Jesus. Say Hallelujah. So everything this, this, these people do is, 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 is driven by a virus in them. And you and I have the antivirus that we are carrying from heaven. That's why they, they, they steal, they lie, they murder, they do all the stuff that they do. They have no sense of loyalty, no sense of faithfulness. They cheat. They are adulterers because there is something in here. Why can't be so one day, again, pain and whines, but in, in, uh, because has, uh, Jesus hasn't dealt with it. It drives them back to the same habit until Jesus comes and he delivers, until he restores, until his word has total authority. hallelujah out I need a software upgrade yes I need the Word of God to work me I need the Word of God to work in me in Jesus name so I can begin to think God's thoughts I need the word for the Bible says the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the lord is sure making wise the simple let me close with this family how much time do we have now ma'am g i'm sorry now we don't have all you now listen just give me 10 more minutes before jesus gives them the great commission Before he commissions them, he first told them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Let me repeat that. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now, that statement must be dealt with before we discuss the Great Commission itself. Because in that statement, Jesus communicates four things. Number one, he's saying to the people, I have been given the right, I have been made commissioner both in heaven and on earth. Let me repeat that. Now, to you, it may seem like it's, it's nothing. It is amazingly powerful. I have been made commissioner. Both in heaven. And on earth. In other words. There is now a new commissioner in town. The events of Genesis 3. Released Satan to be a commissioner. He commissioned nations. He ordered them. To live in a particular way. To relate to God's instructions. In a particular way. That's what happens in Genesis 3 until Jesus Christ died on the cross. This is why Jesus called him the prince of the power of the air. God of this world. He acknowledged that because Adam had given them license to operate. The enemy had the right and authority given to him through sin to wreak havoc in the earth. So he was a commissioner. All that, but four thousand years. When Jesus is about to ascend, He says, "All authority has now been given to me in heaven and on earth." A commissioner Bazilwane is someone who represents governmental authority in an area. That's why you have commissioner of oaths, commissioner of police. But there's a, there are commissioners in the spirit who dictates terms in the spirit. They must endorse what happens in the realm of the spirit. If they have not endorsed it, the saints have the right to pull the structure down. If Jesus, if it doesn't appear in the word, that that thing must be built through the authority of his name. We pull down strongholds, the Bible says, because they haven't been authorized by the Commissioner. There are things that the enemy builds in your life. And through the name of Jesus, the commissioner of commissioners, we say in the name of Jesus. That's why, if you say in the name of Ben or Joseph or Amul or, or anybody else, or Zipo, nothing happens because we are not commissioner. We have not been given the right in heaven and on and on earth. We don't have all authority in heaven and on earth. Only Jesus. That's why demonic spirits respond to the name. Because he is the commissioner. In his name, things move. And they are burnt. And they are moved from one place to another. Mountains fall. Rivers split at the name of Jesus. It's the name that is above every name. So that's the first thing. Commissioner is someone who represents governmental authority in an area. Number two, through that statement, Jesus is saying, I have been given legal rights to commission. To commission means to officially charge someone to do something. To correct everything that the enemy messed up. In my name. You shall do this. And do this. And do this. And do this. And rectify. And correct all that the enemy has done. For all generations. From the first dispensation. Until now. Say hallelujah. Number three. In that little statement. What Jesus is saying is. I have been given an operating license, both in heaven and on earth, to commission a new dispensation, a new order, a new way of doing life. I'm going to give you a new way of doing life. Because in the beginning, before the events of Genesis 3, there was something called God's normal. In the Garden of Eden. In other words. How God wanted things to happen. When the serpent came. They replaced God's normal. With his normal. So whatever happened. They then called that thing. A new normal. Maybe you have heard the term. New normal. And all the nations of the world rallied against this what was once normal and relegated to subnormal and this became the new culture and the new way of doing life they lied naturally they killed naturally they did everything it was natural it was the new normal When we receive Jesus, and he comes as the commissioner, he says, now I have been given the authority to commission a new dispensation, a new order, a new way of doing things. Everything I say to you, do, you do. Because if you do that, you are stepping out of the wealth system. You become part of my kingdom. It is only when you are in my kingdom. That you will be able to prevail. Hallelujah. Number four. Finally family. What in that statement. I have all legislative powers. All legislative powers. Number one to undo. All the works of Satan. Number two, to redo that which Adam should have done. Number three, to outdo the enemy on all fronts. We will outdo him. Because we have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So we undo, redo and outdo. I have been commissioned to commission you. In my place, you will do these things. Therefore, go. And impact the nations for me. Not just for people to attend church. Make disciples of them. Not just church attendees. Says So as I send you. I give you my authority. And he said to them. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold I give you authority to trample. On serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. I'm almost done. Just give me five more minutes. We are commissioned by the Lord. I'm commissioned. Imagine after you hear this message. You still go. And I'm still I was just praying before I got here in the other room. I said, Lord, I don't want to be a minister of sermons. Of just preaching sermons. I don't like this thing of just preaching sermons. I want to be, I want to participate with you in that which you want to see done in the nation of South Africa. It also involves building the people on Sunday. But I want to pray. I want to do everything there is to do to ensure that people are saved, people are born again, people are transformed. Say hallelujah. Bang is a basal one. Amen. Hello. Bless you. Lori Rababu Shatala Lori Anderebu Sete Mor Rebecca Shitela Randrosa. Amen. Bless the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm almost done. We are all commissioned by the Lord today to go into all the world family. Amen. Back at Jerusalem, and they move on to the next one. Let us be faithful where we are. Amen. What I do here, pulpit, I, I know it's value, but my life is not, is not about this. I want to be impactful, I want to impactful, outside the pulpit. So a person who does this No feedback uh, name. Any person who sings here must be impactful beyond the microphone. In Jesus' name, say amen. Do you know that the majority of Deben is not in churches this Sunday? The majority of Deben. It's only Christians that are in the church. But the world can benefit from what happened today in various churches. Only if the people who are in church can go on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and begin to impact them. So they get to benefit, even though they were not in the church service, but because we are doing what we're supposed to do, they get to benefit from that which eventually, as we share the gospel with them, something happens. I've been in the church for 30 years. There's no department I don't understand, nothing. Nothing. Anything. We started by scrapping the floor, washing the toilets. Everything. We, we played the keyboard. We ushered. We set up the chairs. I was a chief usher. I was a youth leader. God, in his foreknowledge, he put us in the different departments to understand the dynamics. I understand musicians well. I, because I was one of them with all two lunches and all these people. I understand them. I understand the ushering team. I understand the dynamics there. I understand that you can be an usher. You can be in the worship team and go the same night that you were crying and go and sleep with a boy.
2: In the choir. And get you pregnant. Oh.
0: In this... Episcopal Church. The Lord Jesus wants us to impact the nations or to impact the nations. Impact the nations. Stand on your feet, but I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to finish. But the Lord is saying, I am calling you to go. Go to them. He says, tell them that I said, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God, tell them as you leave this building, tell them the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. He says, God, tell them, go tell your friends, members of our family, God, tell them that I say come come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you you tell them take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy burden, is light. He says, go, go tell them. Go and ask them for me. Out there. Ask them, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Go ask them. Ask the people. Ask the people. Lift up your hands, family. Let's just leave it right there. Father, I will pray today in Jesus' name. I was reading, I think it was Jeremiah Johnson. I was saying, Christians in a church must be happy uncomfortable until a preacher stands to preach so don't worry family if I, I mention things which make you feel uncomfortable that's what the Lord wants of the church today that's how we are going to change the caliber of, of Christians we are producing in churches God is not calling us to to be average what you and I have come gotten accustomed to with regards to what happens on, in churches on Sundays, God wants you to be a part of a ministry. It's going to prepare you for the end times and for you to be part of what God is doing. So, Father, today, thank you for your people. We thank you. We receive the commission today. We understand that we have been born at such a time as this to impact this generation, to be a people of influence. To speak for you, to speak for heaven, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want someone to come and pray. My please, already come and pray for me. Let's invite. I'm going to ask somebody else to come and pray. Let's invite members of our families from the east from the north, from the west, from the south. As we even getting ready for that event on Saturday, we trust in God. But even beyond that event, let us be trusting God for our people. Let's not get comfortable with just attending church family. It's beyond us. It's greater than us. God wants to use you. That through you, he may impact Let's call them in Jesus' name. Just briefly, amen.
2: Thank
0: you, Jesus.
2: Yes, Lord. Precious, Christ. Christ. Kulukulot, a mancha or a chale eating or crest to Jesus. Ughutimo as Christ is the great commissioner, baba Hongwele, Yon Kinto, I Bopezwini, Nasemoshiwe, Tamba Man, Kulukulwet Hongele. We pray to be impactful Christians, Father God, Father. We pray pray that the power that is given to us through Christ prevail through us, Father God. As we have been taught, Father, glory to Jesus. We are empowered to walk in your way, to believe in your way. That whatsoever we we do will be done. In heaven and on earth, in Jesus mighty name. Baba see a bonga Uta Mansa as in our siwa mugela chala lenko sea. Uhut him my young way, we pray, father. Ogutingi shiminden yetu mwyang wene. Oma kendu anebe to m parat wetu. A putin gogu figa wwetu. Gogu nya sa wetu. Gogu kuluma isatambiso. Sok sindi iswa. A many little chairs, so we are not comfortable, we are not happy, Father God. Our spirit is delusioned inside us, Father God. When we hear news of rape of little children, when we hear news of killing by one to another. We feel aggrieved, O Lord, in the spirit. Yes, we forget that we are given authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions in the name of Jesus. And what is written in heaven should prevail on the earth through us, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray. Within the walls of our churches. Because the walls do not listen to the commandments. The walls do not have feats. The walls do not have the spirits. The walls will not walk and make what you have said live in the world. Yes, Father, we pray. It is in our prayer, Father, to see your kingdom. It is in our prayer, Lord, to see your will be done on earth and is done in heaven, Father. Amen. Thank you. Through each and every one of us, Father, we pray for our families, sons and daughters who are rotting in the world. Yes, Lord. Abba, ba zelo angu moya wambusi siya makolula siya mapipa siya benyula moyongoele eka meni baba siya boka ugu tu tembisi lewe no tembisa yon isu la kuba malika lengo we sulati na by the time we walk out of here we are we are empowered and defeated israel Mali went as we leave this place oh Lord Jesus of full in yo. Ama, Jesus, take your glory, O God. We give you honor, our Father. Yes. There is no God except you, Father. Bless your servant, O God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Bless Amen. him in Jesus' mighty name. Bless you
0: as we come to give. Tobega, where's Tobega? Come, 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 come and sing as we let her do. I don't know what you're gonna do, do something. Let her sing a solo while we, I didn't, I didn't tell her beforehand. Uh, Lulunga is, is gonna play, amen. While she sings, let's just come and give family in the name of Jesus, amen.
4: An honor to be here, Bazalwane. Um, I bless the Lord. We thank you, Babasha, for um, the word. Um, God is calling us to impact nations. Hallelujah. And that we must understand that we need to pursue God beyond the stage beyond the crowd and beyond the mic hallelujah I also want us to understand Bazalwani, that in order for us to understand the obedience of God there is a oneness that needs to be achieved with the Holy Spirit hallelujah unless there is not achieved, we will not understand his obedience. Hallelujah. So I believe that Ungulungulu is calling us unto himself but also he wants us for us to be pure. Hallelujah. Because I believe there are things that we have learned as a church to, to accept isn't that are not consistent with the pattern of the holy ghost hallelujah so i want us to i'm sorry but it's just